You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. Mike, man, let's start talking about that uh, Monday night game. Uh, Bucks and the Rams. And you know, you've been saying this pretty much the whole year. There's something not quite right about Brady. And sometimes I would see it. Sometimes I wouldn't. Like I saw it in the first game against the Saints. But I saw it a lot on Monday night, a couple ghost throws, as I call them, you know, throws to nowhere. And uh, it was a difference in the game. It was a difference in three points and, and a victory for the Rams. Well, a couple of things. You know, as you watch that game, each week uh, he's, he looks like he's holding the ball. Like he doesn't – he's not sure where the receiver is going to be. Or somebody yeah. – a core, a young quarterbacks will do that when they're not – they don't have a complete concept of – what they're trying to do offensively. So they, they can't predict or they can't, you know, get ahead of the play mentally a little bit. You know what I mean? So it looks like he doesn't trust it or whatever the situation, he's just holding the ball and he's not been that kind of a quarterback in his career. So there's a disconnect there to some extent, but the, the thing I see that's really important. I was concerned about in the very beginning is he can't move anymore in that pocket. Yeah. And they know that. So if I, if you're really a good defense, what you do, and the Rams were really good at doing this, everything, all your games, everything is not to get him from the outside, but they're trying to create pressure up in his face. And that's what they did. And, and that created a lot of Aaron throws. He's just trying to get the ball out of there because he's going to get hit. And he got hit quite a bit. Yeah. Watching that game, Ron, that, that looked like NFL football to me. That was really fun to watch. Uh, I thought it was a very, very physical game on both sides of the ball. The defense came to show up. You know, the Rams could not rush the ball. That front now for Tampa Bay, that's the real deal. Those those guys got out there pretty good. It was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, it was a very physical game. I thought the Bucks early were protecting Brady pretty well, and he was getting the ball out. Um, the game, you know, tied up several times throughout. Uh, like you said, some physical play on both sides. Uh, I thought the receivers – Stepped up uh, for Tampa Bay a little bit. Mike Evans, I thought he they, he played well, played real well. Yeah, I thought yeah. he played really. Yeah, good. you know, going up against Ramsey and, and the whole one on one factor there, I thought thought he did some nice things there. You know, I didn't look at the coaches copy at all, but watching it when they could flash in the all eleven or twenty two on TV, they were showing him some bizarre things, you know, and they were trying to fool him. And the teams that have been successful. Uh, you know, New Orleans did this to him quite a bit. They they showed yeah. him something different all the time coverage-wise. So, in other yeah. words, they had a safety down in there at linebacker level or a nickelback, rather. Both yeah. safeties were back and wide, and then on the snap, they turned and ran him all the way back down the field, uh, playing like a Tampa look with a safety in the middle instead of the mic. So, they gave him some pretty strange looks defensively. They really did a good job with that. And I think it made him hold it a little bit because he wasn't sure. Because I, I, when I was watching the linebacker drops, the linebacker drops, you know, the area drops that you do and you key the quarterback size, et cetera. I looked at the drops and they were not 
normal, <laughs> you know, where mm-hmm. they were, they were dropping into different landmarks in the field than what you would expect out of cover three and two and some of that stuff. So they yeah. did a really good job, that young coordinator for the Rams. I thought I was really excited for the Rams because the, other, the my only negative about the Rams was be they, they just don't change much in the passing game and they were really creative. They had did some things in there that I said, wow, that's really cool. So yeah, uh, they're growing and he's adjusting and and that's the one thing they had to do to, to be a better team. Yeah, that's Brandon Staley there, the uh, the the uh, D coordinator, the Good new job. defensive coordinator for the Rams, yeah. taken over for a longtime coordinator, uh, Wade Phillips. So, you know, I one thing about the Rams and and I see they they run like the same group of plays. You know, whether it's two plays, three plays, they're going to start off in bunch. They're going to run a lot of bunch, which which probably makes it hard. And I'm just thinking, you know, from the the other side forward, it it, it makes it hard to play man to man because as, as a former corner, Mike, we were always figuring out, trying to figure out, okay, when they line up tight stack formation, they're going to pick us. So how do we, you know, decide who's got who and who doesn't get rubbed off. And it's, it's really easy to get a free runner. And they've been doing a lot of that, you know, that fly sweep thing with Robert Woods. Oh my gosh. And Cup, Cooper Cup destroyed him. Cooper Cup, I think they went 10, 11 catches on the night, but they couldn't stop Cooper Cup early. No, well, they, they didn't all day. You know, the, the thing yeah. about Cooper is one-on-one, uh, he isn't the, probably the fastest guy, but you, it's, Ricky Pro was like this. He had a suddenness yeah. and a control of his body that you just one-on-one, you, I don't care who you were, you're just not going to cover him. You know, he, yeah. he ran a couple option routes there and it made the DB look silly. So, you know, and you get in a zone – that's what the Rams would like you to be in because all that play action holds those backers down. They can throw the ball in the windows back behind it. And, you know, I think when you look at their quarterback off the play action, he's sitting back there almost 10 yards deep. And the only way to get to him then is off the edges. And, you know, they're concerned about bootlegs. So they play a box technique. So, you know, the next step for him was just to be in the shotgun and, and have that two minute effect. And yeah. they did a terrific job with that. They're just, they still need to get a little bit better in the red zone, but, they're really right now. I think they're just uh, that week off that they had really helped them quite a bit. Yeah, I was really disappointed on the Buck side with uh, Leonard Fournette. He made a couple mistakes in that game. Dropped three Dro- balls. Yeah, yeah, and you know uh, he's had some issues, uh, you know, on and off the field a little bit. And you know, th- I thought this was like a second chance for him, maybe a third chance, whatever you want to call it. And that's disappointing because he he this was a big game and every catch counts. Every play counts, and I, and I thought he, no pun intended, he dropped the ball a couple of times and hurt his team. Well, two of those drops now were in, you know, to keep the drive going. Exactly. And one of them was a third medium and on a exactly. swing, and it hit him right in the hands. And you know, one of them, uh, Brady was getting rushed on a screen. He had to throw it a little bit early, but he hit him right in the chest with the ball, and he still dropped it. That was going to break out. So, I, right. I you could see it on Brady's face. Uh, that that was just ugly, and that hurt them. It really hurt them badly when he had those drops. Yeah. So, so for now, it looks like the Rams are you know, the best team in the NFC. I, I just don't see anyone that can give them a true fight. I, I, you can throw New Orleans in that picture if you want, but they're, you know, this is New Orleans without Drew Brees. And while Taysom Hill had a nice game and they won against uh, uh, Atlanta last week, I, I, I don't know if that's right. going to be the same team that shows up from week to week, especially if, are they ready to go up against a team like the Rams? And we know where Seattle's at, you know, they're, 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 they're 
in and out, up and down. They're struggling themselves defensively, if nothing more. Well, the, the week that they took off, I'm talking about the Rams, that bye week happened at the best possible time because they clearly made some adjustments on both sides of the ball, what they were doing. Yeah. Some of the things that they did in the passing game, I've never seen them do before, and they needed to do that. So I think they're probably the most complete team. You know, when you look at special teams and offense and defense, they're probably the most complete team in the NFC. But you, you just yeah. can't keep – you know, Green Bay out there with Aaron Rodgers. He, well, he Green, just, right. no matter what happens. And yeah. now it looks like they're getting back to the running game a little bit. And, uh, I, you know, I think when the dust settles, Green Bay is probably going to be there in the, in the end. Uh, but hopefully the Rams will make it. You know, I'd like to see them back in the Super Bowl because I think they're a better team than they were then. Right, right. Well, let's push on into uh, the, the, the Sunday games. And uh, you're talking about Green Bay. Well, Green Bay Indy, you know, that's an old school matchup. You know, Mike, I can remember, not to be nostalgic here, but I can remember uh, sitting in front of the TV when I was, I don't know how old, uh, old enough to, to, to recall Ray Scott's voice and, yeah, and right. see my father on the right. field playing and my mom in the living room screaming, jumping up and down at the game. <laughs> but I can remember them playing the Baltimore Colts. Yeah. Like, uh. And I, I remember just <laughs> Ray Scott's voice and, and some of the players on the Colts and the, sure. and the horseshoe on the helmet. It's funny, the, the memories you have of, of things and how impactful they are. So that, that, that brought that nostalgia back for me personally. Um, I'm I'm impressed with Philip Rivers. Philip is is running this thing, and he's got weapons, and he's he's uh, starting to get some new people involved, like like number eleven, Michael Pittman, the receiver. Wow, uh, you know he, he was hurt saw that touchdown. <laughs> that kid, I you know I, I'm like I hate I hate to, to do this, but I have to do this. I uh, you know I I was fortunate enough to coach on the high school staff that this kid uh, was a part of, played at here at Oaks Christian, uh, just outside of Los Angeles here, and. You know, if there's a guy that could take over a game, he could do it. You know, one guy could single-handedly, and you see that sometimes in high school yeah. a lot. Guy can just just take over the complete show. But he is the same player now, Mike, as he was then. Very good work ethic, very humble kid. You you would love him. You would love to coach. You like to coach guys like this, Mike. I you know, he reminds me a lot from the stories you've told of an Isaac Bruce. But this, this team seems to be going in a different direction, a good direction. And I, and I like the coach. You know, uh, Frank Reich, former teammate of mine in Buffalo, yeah. I think he's dialed in perfect for what they're doing, and it's showing. Yeah, he's one of my favorite head coaches right now in the league. I, he is old school, and yeah. I'm so happy for Phillip Rivers because for the first time in his career, they've got a great defense, great defense. Yeah, and right? they're, not, they're not asking him – to win the game, so to speak. Right. So they're right. rushing the football. Well, they're playing great defense and he can be, this is a term I've always used. And I like this term. He can be one of 11 set 10 plus one, you know, where he's well, got the one. load on his shoulders, you know, and, yeah. and uh, I, it's a perfect time in his career at the end. And, and uh, hopefully they can go a long way. But the problem with that is, I think two AFC teams probably should have, be represented in the Super Bowl because there's probably oh. seven teams that could easily be there, and they're one of them. So you look yeah. at the NFC, and it's just not that way. So uh, it'll be hard for them uh, because there's so many good teams, but I like their chances. 
Yeah, yeah, and you're talking about Pittsburgh and of course Kansas City. <laughs> you know, yeah. the uh, the Raiders didn't get a chance to to uh, do their victory lap, I guess, on on this game. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess Andy and the, and yeah. the Chiefs. I wonder if they did a victory lap. We got to find that out. But so yeah, the the AFC definitely seems loaded up with with talent. So uh, the the Thursday game, Mike. Before I jump to the rest of the games on Sunday, the Thursday night game last Thursday, Arizona and Seattle. That was uh, that was a good game, and Seattle's tough to beat at home, no matter whether they got the twelfth man or not. The thing that surprised me was they basically shut. Arizona out in the first quarter, they might've had 20 yards of offense or whatever it was. And yeah, I think they had a pass rush out there down four without having to blitz anybody. And yeah. they have not, I've not seen that all year with them. So whatever chance, whatever they did in their week that they had off, I, I don't know what they did, but things have changed for them. Defensively, they look decent instead of pitiful. So they're making that move. And <laughs> I hate to say that. That is a terrible thing to say, but they look but so bad on realistic. defense. Yeah. You know, and but their defensive front came alive. And if they can play like that, uh finishing up the season, then they'll be back, you know, in the saddle, so to speak, in the NFC West. Yeah. So okay, let me look at this differently, just quickly for Arizona. You went on a Hail Mary. All right. Now for all intents and purposes, as a coach do you go into the meeting room that week and say, oh, man, we're good. We got another victory. Or do you say, no. now, guys, <laughs> actually, we lost this game because you're not going to live like that every week. And now they've lost again to Seattle. So as much um, fire and, and, and shine as you want to give Arizona, they've now dropped two straight. So I mean, I, they've dropped this, they've dropped this one against Seattle. Yeah, no, this but, is, yeah. Ron, you make a really good point. And this is something that this is a heart at the very heart of coaching. You have to be careful. And I learned this from Chuck Knox. Um, no matter whether you win or lose, as coaches, you have to analyze that game and teach it and review it without the, the end result. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it is just a, a play and you may not have been play, playing very well up to that point. So you go back play by play and you fix and teach throughout the game. You know, sometimes when you win, you have a tendency to skip through that faster than if you should lose, you know, and we really worked hard as a coaching staff to take the same pace, the same attention to detail, no matter what the outcome of the game. And that's, that's at the very heart of coaching. And that's an excellent point. You have to, when you review this game and you, the teaching points and the corrections that you have to make, you have to be as specific and spot on whether you win the game by 30 or you lose by 30, where you drag them through it and correct it. It's you have to, and that's the only way you get better. Yeah. So that division, I hope I didn't confuse everyone. You, you, they got the win against um, Buffalo, but like you said, when you go in there and analyze that thing, say, guys, we're not going to get this long Hail Mary bomb every game. Okay, that's almost like a loss, and then you lost two straight here to, to like, next one to Seattle. So, you know, they, they've, they've got some work to do, and they've got to figure it out because the Rams look like they're – they're expressing confidence, you know, just reading some of the articles, you know, after this Monday night game, boy, they're, they're, they're feeling very confident and I, and they should, because I think rightfully they know, so, rightfully they, so. They, yeah. they looked as good as anybody in the league in that game, really. I mean, defensively, yeah. I was blown away by uh, their adjustments 
and how well they played throughout the game. Uh, I, I'm excited for them. Uh, I think the things that I felt like they had to do, they've done. They're more creative now in the passing game on offense. And, of course, Cooper Cup, I don't know how you cover him. And they got the yeah. running game going uh, to some extent. But, you know, when you that, that group down Tampa Bay, now that's tough sled in trying to run the ball into that group. No, you're right. Yep. So the West, uh, the Rams, uh, you know, in control of that thing now, uh, seven and three, seven and three, Seattle, those two teams tied, but the Rams are ahead because they beat them head to head. Uh, Arizona six and four and the 49ers sitting back at that four and six. So let, let's go on to the rest of the games from Sunday. Pittsburgh kept on rolling. They got Jacksonville. You know, Mike, they, they came out this week and said, we're, we're not interested in undefeated seasons. We're, we're chasing Lombardi's. That's what Mike Tomlin said. I thought that was a great quote. Yeah, but I don't buy it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't like that. I, you know, he, to me, cause the thing we used to coach is, uh, you know, we're chasing, we're chasing more than the Lombardi ter- trophy. We want to be the best ever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think um, that's the goal. That yeah. was always the goal for us is you want, you're trying to be the best that there ever was as a player, as a team, and, and you just yeah. chase it. And I think, I think they should pursue the, I really do. I'd be uh, out there with it and say, yeah, we're trying to, that's something that's only been done once. And we like to be one of them that, that have done it. So there's nothing wrong with it because if you have a perfect season, it obviously includes the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think he's getting himself ready to take a mulligan on the last game or two once they uh, sewed it up, so you don't they can rest some guys. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's obviously what Tony did it, you know, years ago. Um, you know when they had a shot at being undefeated. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati dropped to Washington. A shame to see Joe Burrow go down with the injury. Well, we talked about this. Remember when he was drafted. That was kind of the kiss of death. You know, when you take a great talent like that and you can go through the history of the league and you go to, to a team like Cincinnati, I'm, you know, I'm beating up on them, but they, their, their business model is never going to change. That's who they are. They don't have an offensive line to protect this kid, and they're going to ask him to do things that are going to get him hurt, and it's yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah. In your it's eyes, hard. It's hard. It, it's so hard. Yeah, you know? yeah. In your eyes, was that a protection breakdown issue that led to that well the push he had to move up and the guy came right down under underneath his knees there and undercut him um, it's going to happen eventually you, you get hit so much when you when you're not very good you just do yeah and now you're throwing the ball more than you want to throw which exposes him and it's bad for the league it really is. It, it's you hate to see that because he's such a bright star that's that's coming up. And now the question is: Is he going to be ready for the twenty one season? And I, I don't yeah. know how he could be. Yeah, boys, we're seeing some big stars go down with injuries in within that that division there, that uh, AFC right. North. Uh, Odell Beckham with Cleveland, and now Cincinnati and 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 Joe Burrow. So we we definitely wish him the best. Uh, the Saints and um, their their uh, their quarterback now, I, and I and I like this guy Taysom. He 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 kind of reminds you of uh, the old Newt Newt Rockney days, you know, where the quarterback <laughs> also played defensive line and maybe a little safety and never came off the field. I tell you, you know, you reminds me a little bit of Brett Favre the way he runs around there and is just as enthusiastic yeah. as his energy, but. It, 
I think one of the reasons why they played him is because of that too. You know, he's got such a high energy to him. Uh, he's hard to tackle, obviously, and his mobility, and he's he's obviously a good enough passer. So the question is, you know, who are they going to go with? I, you know, in my opinion, you, you go with the guy that's, uh, you know, won, you know, this yeah. last game. So who knows what they're going to do? How do you like him as a thrower? I uh, I saw a couple throws, and, and this is first game as a guy, so I don't want to dump too much on him. I, I, I love the kid as a, as a player and a football player. I saw one overthrow. It, it, it wasn't an overthrow. It looked more like a short punt, like a pooch punt. But Well, I think um, right now I, I don't know because I haven't seen enough of him, but he looked like he was adequate. You know, you know quarterback, the biggest thing is accuracy. And then the, be, the, to be able to make real quick decisions, smart decisions. And I don't know enough about him to know on both those accounts whether he's good enough. But he was good enough in this game, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, what, now, what happens when Drew comes back? You, you know, Drew's got at least – it's less than that now. He's got at least the three weeks on the IR, and then they can um, bring him back. What, what do you do? Do you just insert them back into the mix? But if you're winning and you're using Taysom Hill, do you stick with that? What a lot of pressure there. This is, we're talking about a, a hall of famer on your sidelines. Well, you can't keep, if he's physically ready to go, you can't keep him out of the huddle. I mean, he's got to be on the field. Can't keep him out of the huddle. That's a yeah. good way to say it. Yeah. So I think, you know, he is the personality of that team, you know, the, yeah. Yeah, there's such a strong personality and his comments about Taysom was really good, you know, and, yeah. you know, he told him, loved him and so happy for him and all that sort of thing. So I, I think those are genuine feelings. And I think the team, uh, it just means too much that personality to the team. And he's, you know, he has some things that probably physically he can't do like he used to do, but he, he's still getting them in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, Patriots dropped it to, to the Texans. I didn't feel good about, Cam and the Patriots going down there. I, I just didn't think they were at that level, even though they had the win the week before uh, against Baltimore. I, I just – that wasn't the real Patriots team. This felt like the real Patriots team, which came up short at, 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 at the final uh, moment at the most crucial time. He uh, – they've kind of taken the ball out of his hands. You know, he's not a rhythm thrower. He's never been that. And they're, and that's kind of what they do um, – he wants to see guys get open and then gun it in there. And, and that's a hard thing in a system like that. If he can't adapt to work. and get the ball out quicker and make quicker decisions, but that's always been camp. You know, that's when they were really good, they rushed the ball very well and they're great on defense. And he could kind of Colin Kaepernick was the same kind of quarterback in my mind. They would, they want to hold it. They want to see guys come open. Then they got that great arm and they can beat you with their legs. So you know, when you get into a system like that where it's more rhythm and quicker throws and quick decisions and some of that stuff, it's foreign to him. And if he can't adjust and they're going to try to keep him from losing it more or less and, and put the onus on the defense and run the, running the football. Yeah, there's a couple of things I noticed with him. Um, he doesn't see pressure about to come and then like have a plan for it. And maybe some of that's built into their system. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's him, but everything that comes seems to surprise him. And well, it gets him. Like if a corner is standing on the line of scrimmage, 
you know, in a sprinter stance, he, it's almost like he doesn't compute that, Hey, he may blitz until the guy is actually on the way. And then it's like, uh Oh, well, it could be, you know, the difference in system is probably quite large. I think the, uh, I think New England probably does a lot of hot throws and side adjustments like we would do with the protection instead of trying to move the protection to account for that guy. They make the quarterback get it out. Yeah, and then uh, I think where he's from, they probably move the protection to block that guy so he he was protected and didn't have to worry about him. And, you know, those are the things that he's always lacked, though, Ron, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, as good a a talent as he is, that upper echelon – football knowledge or football awareness just hasn't been there. You know, uh, I don't know if it ever will be, but if, if anybody could develop them, they can, and he just hasn't done it yet. Yeah. They're going to have to develop quick. They're at four and six, the dolphins, even though the dolphins had the loss to Denver, they're still hanging at six and four and and the bills in control of that one. So let me ask you this. Seven and three. When two, do you let two back or do you stay with Fitzy? (laughs) I, I'm not sure. I, you know, I watched the game. Okay. And I, I, I didn't think Tua was playing that bad. Now the, the reports that first came out were that he had a foot injury during the week. He was on the injury list and then he re aggravated it. And so that was part of the reason. Then that later changed to, well, we felt like Fitz could give us a better shot in a two minute situation. So, Hey, I, you know, I don't know what the real story is, but the result didn't matter who they put in there. Let me ask you this. Yeah. (laughs) Your rookie year in the league. Did you notice a difference from the beginning of the season to the end of the season? Oh yeah. Right around this time, (laughs) right around this time, right around this time. Aren't you getting ready for a bowl game someplace? Yeah. Right around this time. I was ready to pack up and go home. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. It's a long season. And and then the teams are getting better and better. Things are starting to separate. And if you're on one of those teams that are getting better and there's just so much for him to know and to learn that, that Fitz already Fitzpatrick already knows and has been there. And I know the interception in the end zone. I think he just got the safety made a great play on it. I don't yeah. know what you can do. He just – I don't think it was a bad decision or a bad throw. I think they just made a good play on defense. Yeah. And that happens. But I think uh, he's going to manage the games better at this point, and he's accurate, and, you know, maybe that's his future. He's always not going to be good enough. I don't believe that, but I think that's just kind of what's out there about it. And. I think you're about a year away from Tua taking this team over. Yeah. I, me, no, I, think di- you just, I, I think you stay at the Fitzy, but that's the way I've yeah. always felt about it. Yeah, well, you know, they're, they're in that friction zone, see? You know, there's there's some upside to having Tua out there. Okay, you know, if, you, if he's going to be your guy going forward, all right, then put him in the fire. Let's, let's go with it. And then the, you're kind of right there record-wise where these next few games will either make you or break you for sure, especially the way the AFC is going. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I definitely see it. And I think another thing that happened to him, old, uh, old Fangio, Coach Fangio out there, he's a defensive guy, and he's gotten after a lot of young quarterbacks through the ages, and he knew how to get after this kid and unnerve him a little bit. So I, I, I knew that was going to be a tough game. Anytime you have to go, you know, and they're real, they were doing, doing well and feeling good. Anytime you got to go out to, to Denver and there's not a lot of hype and – 
you know, the weather was good, but I just, I just had a feeling he'd have something for him and he did. So, but you know, this time of year, the game, you know, there's a big difference between preseason games and regular games. And then there's a big oh, difference boy. between the beginning of the season and the end of the season in yeah. terms of play speed and, yeah. and what you're seeing on defense. And then yeah, there's a, right. even a bigger defense from that to the playoffs and then to the Super Bowl. So it's that <laughs> upward climb. And that's my point with these play, young players, yeah. particularly rookies. You get that we used to hit, we used to call it the rookie wall. The rookie Usually wall. about the, the 12th, 11th or 12th game of the season, these guys are, like you said, they won't go home for Christmas and get ready for the bowl game. <laughs> you know? Now things are just heating up and they're going, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, it, it, it is for real. Definitely. All right, Coach, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Run It Again after this message. Courageous is a word that describes America's veterans. Sadly, another word we can use is homeless. During this crisis, many veterans are living on the street. You can help. Donate at CardboardToHeadboard.org. On this week's episode, we are heading to the racetrack as I am joined by veteran motorsports reporter for NASCAR on Fox, Jamie Little. Fresh off this week's announcement that she will be the first woman to call television play-by-play for a national racing series with the 2021 Arca Menard Series, Jamie talks about breaking barriers, how she fell in love with motorsports, the connection of storytelling, and so much more. She and I also bond over our love of rescue dogs and talk about the advocacy Jamie does for shelter pets, all while finding a balance between work and home. This episode is fun and inspiring, and you don't want to miss it. So make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back. Here's Ron Pence with the coach, Mike Mars. Be sure to join them every Tuesday for a new episode of Run It Again. So the Titans-Ravens game was interesting. They started off uh, with the drama on the field with the Titans <laughs> players stepping and celebrating on the logo. But I'm surprised that, that, that John Harbaugh took it that personally and, and, and got out onto the field and went after the other team like that. Usually, and I'm not saying like, you know, coaches can get after coaches and we've seen it all. But you usually never see coaches get into it with other players. We we let the players handle that, right? The coaches handle their stuff, and then the players handle their stuff. Oh, I've seen it uh, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. It oh, just has never been on TV. But okay. you know, pre- yeah, there's there's been some chatter going on in in the. Oh well, no, chatter is right? one yeah. thing. Not, not chatter, but like Harbaugh went out there. Yeah, and, I, and he but was it, getting. Do you do you think possibly that was well designed by him, where? You know, hey, they've stepped on the American flag kind of a deal, and you know, trying to get his guys going, so to speak. Uh, uh, I think it. I think that's probably uh, yeah. it more than anything else. I think it was. Oh, Vrabel, a very cal- yeah, a very calculated. Vrabel, uh, no, 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 very, no, no. I definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. I think there's some of that. And Vrabel, you know, he's an old player. He knew. He knew. He he knew how to get him going. Um, but you know, Ron, uh, when I was at the Rams, we were my first year as a head coach. We just got beat at the final play of the game, basically down in, in Tampa. And we had yeah. to go, and that was to win the division. And then New Orleans had to win, which they did. So they win it. Now we're playing for, uh, you know, an also ran basically. Right. Uh, yeah. So we go out, we have to go down and play them on a Saturday after a Monday night game. And our guys are, it's the, end, it's the last game of the season. We're trying to get into the playoffs. We have to beat New Orleans. Right. So basically I said, uh, when the reporter asked me, how are we going to be able to do that? 
oh, you know, I after such this. a short I week. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, well, we're going to go down and, and beat him on Christmas, wish him Merry Christmas, come back and wish him and beat him again and wish him Happy New Year. Of course, that was all over everywhere. Oh, that was but okay. now they got no chance. Now they have no, and, and the players, to their credit, they responded, you know. Yeah. They, um, we had a, we had quite a little hassle before the game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, boy, it's, uh, Hey, back in the day, it, it just, uh, guys sometimes wouldn't make it out of the tunnel, either going or coming. So yeah, yeah I've, uh, I've seen many of fracas in that, in that, uh, LA Coliseum tunnel. Here's one for you real quick. So, uh, my father's coaching for the Rams and they're playing the Oakland Raiders. And, you know, Oakland's pretty good back then. You know, they got all the guys on that team, man. You know, they got the Jack Tatums and the Cliff Branches and, uh, you know, the, the Kenny Stabler. So it, it was it was a sight to see, let me tell you. So, uh, you know, Ray Guy was a punter for the Raiders, and he'd been just kicking the ball, like, out of stadiums, okay? And, and Dad was hell-bent that week. He said, I am not going to let Ray Guy kick me out of business. He's not going to get us fired. I said, well, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to come after his ass. I said, what do you mean? Knock said, him out. After he kicks, I'm gonna, after he <laughs> yeah, kicks the ball, I'm going to have somebody blast his ass. I said, yeah. what? Is that legal? He said, hell yes. He goes, so, that's what he did. He had a guy on him just beating the crap out of him all the way down the field every time he, he punted. In the fourth quarter, and it was a crucial game, uh, he shanked one bad. The Rams got the ball back, ended up scoring the go-ahead and winning touchdown off of it. Paid well, off. in the tunnel – on the way up to the to the locker room, their special teams coach was uh, Ray Scanella, and he yells out to my dad, "Hey Pitts, what the bleep bleep are you doing going after my bleep bleep kicker?" And dad turns around and says, "Oh, I just wanted to see what kind of man he is, but now we know what kind of man he is." Oh, and geez. man, here comes uh, big, big, uh, big Matuzak. Oh, yeah. Right, John Matuzak. Yeah, yeah he yeah. comes running over here. Rams players come running and blow. <laughs> oh my gosh! But that, to your point, Mike, that was the old school. Okay, That's so when school, you yeah. when you see guys chattering a little bit on the field, back in the day, uh, no, they would they would get into it coming up the tunnel. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll, we'll empty that story bag a little more later on. I sure, I'm sure you got some better ones too. That's a good that. one. That's a good one. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, speaking of Raiders, just we'll close out this week here. Uh, Raiders and Chiefs, man, it, what, what can you say? Patrick Mahomes, uh, what, what did Andy Reid say? You give me Patrick Mahomes in a minute 35, I can be pretty good. Well, there's a, there's a handful in history that have, that have played at that level in the final minute, and he's obviously he's in that group, so yeah. Yeah. But I think the thing that keeps being pushed aside is how well Derek Carr's been playing all year. And I had yeah. to listen to the, the TV a little bit when I was watching it and listen. All of a sudden, he's emerged as being this really good quarterback. He, you know, before John went there, he was a really good player. And yeah, you've been Bowl. saying that all year. Yeah. He's been such a good player there, and they just have been dysfunctional around him. Yeah, you know, and they've the thing that John's done a great job of. They they put a really good offensive line in there with him. I think he is. Physically, this is a mouthful now to say this, but I think physically he might be the best pure passer in the league. You know, right. he and Aaron Rodgers, with the, I watch him throw the ball mechanically and he's just short of perfect. You know, he really is good. But, you know, they're doing the right things with him now. You know, before John got there, they put him in some nasty positions. He still responded and made some great plays, but 
they could never back him up, so to speak. Now they can. And I think defensively, as they get better, offensively, I love what John's doing with them. You know, they're physical, two tight ends in the game, pounding it, little play action. And uh-huh. and then he can stand back there and they're down and still make those throws. But defensively, they get better. That's another AFC team that's on the rise. Yeah, no, they definitely are. And, you know, the round, the uh, Raiders secondary was very aggressive. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of chatter going on. That's an old rivalry. But that's but that's but, always been their Achilles heel. Is their I was going to say years. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's And in the end, I'm thinking, okay, now these guys have been selling wolf tickets all game long and chattering and taking little shots here and there. Now when it counts the most, can they stop? This the MVP, yeah. Okay, from coming down the field, the Super Bowl MVP from scoring the game-winning touchdown, and you know what? They couldn't. Yeah. Well, nobody can really at this point. You know, he's just <laughs> at a different level than the rest of the league. He really is. Yeah. This, we're watching perhaps the best player to ever play. You know, who knows? Wow. Um, he's what? just an incredible player. Wow. Coming from some of the guys you've coached, Mike, that's uh, that's one heck of a compliment. So uh, Thursday, hey, we're at Thanksgiving already. You know, we used to say, like you, to your point about guys getting tired, the young guys, this point of the season, the, the veterans told me my rookie year said, just hang on till Thanksgiving. And I was like, well, what, the, what happens at Thanksgiving? Do we get like an, a break or something? <laughs> said, nah, mentally, kid, it'll change. Trust yeah. me. And, and it was. It, it did kind of start like going at a different speed, but you could see the end coming and you could see what we were really shooting for, which was the playoffs. Right. So things separate, you know, yeah. at Thanksgiving, uh, to me, the league is all kind of separated and then the, the cream has kind of come to the top, but it, it hasn't done that in the AFC. There's just too many good teams, you know, and yeah. I know you probably went through this as a rookie, but my favorite thing about Thanksgiving was the, the free tickets at the supermarket for a Turkey. You know, <laughs> remember those things? Some player would go down and get that and have them all run off on a, on a machine. So it looked official get your free turkey gift certificate down to Safeway or whatever, whatever store. And they go down there and argue and argue and argue for their free turkey. Right. They used to give yeah. them up to all the rookies. Well, yeah, we had a, we had a, a player personnel guy get a hold of one of those. And he went down there and they had, to, he ended up getting arrested because he got so mad because they wouldn't give him the turkey. And guess who looked like the turkey? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, we, I remember that. That was the old turkey scam. The turkey scam. Every Thanksgiving, yep. as long as I can remember in the league, they, they're running on the rookies, you know? And the payoff was that on the next morning, like Friday morning's practice, we'd start off with film, and the film would be the hidden camera in the in the supermarket yeah. of the rookie standing <laughs> at the counter ticket. where's yeah. my turkey don't you know yeah. who yeah. i am right. Right. huh yeah, don't I you got i'm no, number no, 22 no. right no the rams <laughs> gave me this look they get they said i get a free turkey come on i want my turkey yeah <laughs> i'm a first round pick oh oh i'm done so for my good. free turkey i'm making yeah. 10 million dollars oh, a year but i got God. my free turkey yeah right right so anyway three games coming up we've got uh, the texans and lions They'll start things off in the morning. Then it's uh, Washington taking on Dallas. And by the way, Dallas has uh, is right now in emergency COVID-19 protocol. Uh, they've had some members show up but positive, and they cancel practice uh, for, for you know, early in the week here. So they got to play on Thursday. You don't have a lot of time as it is. It's a short week. So we got to see how that plays out. Andy Dalton looked pretty good to me. He, he looked yeah. – he played really well, gave them hope. Defensively, 
I know they scored points on them, but they they're so much better than they were at the beginning of the year. So they're they're on the men, so to speak. I think they're getting better. Those receivers made some unbelievable catches. You know, they, you know, Lamb and that catch he makes in the end zone is one for the ages, I think. But yeah, uh, poor Detroit. Uh, that one you might want to not watch that one. That might get ugly. Yeah, yeah, and you know they're at Detroit, and they always play a little different. On Thanksgiving, you know, this is this is you know, three and seven, four and six. So, I think they might have already turned the slip in on Matt Patricia. I think they might have already turned it in. So, meaning he's out of there. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Turn the slip in on. <laughs> you know the draft when they turn the slip and they walk it up there. <laughs> you know, I mean, the announcement of who you pick. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when when they push you out the door there, you know, in, <laughs> yeah, in London, pink slip, yeah, and that's yeah. I hate that. You know, I don't care who they are. Anytime a head coach is fired, it's kind of like a dagger in the heart. Oh no, yeah, and I and I noticed the NFL has no problem firing people uh, through the holidays. You know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day. They, uh, in fact, it's almost like they uh, they prefer to 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 ice you. Yeah, during the holidays, I don't know. It's like they say in London when you get off of the uh, the tubes, mind the gap, mind the gap. Yeah, right, <laughs> so, right. And then the third game is uh, Pittsburgh at ten and zero, taking on the Ravens. You know, this is this is a perfect example of uh, for Lamar Jackson of how last year has nothing to do with next year. That's and, the league, and and in fact, they're going to study you harder for next year so people want to think well boy you know he didn't get it this year but he'll get there next year i see i think the exact opposite if you didn't get it now it's going to be twice as hard to get it next year i'm not so sure though that's lamar ron because as i watch that's true there's there's some other things going i think i think the biggest issue there is they're doing the same stuff on offense over and over and you do that in a league with anybody and you just you have a big zero on your back a big target the thing that one of the things about Patrick Mahomes is is Andy is so creative and they do so many different things and they challenge him. And, you know, Lamar, it's the same stuff on two hike and, and you just don't get very far. Like, I don't care how good you are. You know, you keep doing the same stuff over and over. Uh, it's not, you, you, maybe you can do that on defense and play the defense really well. Well, Levy Smith used to always say that. Well, I don't buy that. Guys are too good. They're too creative. They, they can figure ways out to beat you too easily. You got to stay ahead of it. And that's a criticism of the coaching staff there. And I hate to do that, but I think it's accurate. They, they have to be more creative with them. Yeah. And a tough division now. Steelers running it at 10, 10 and uh, zero. 10 wins, no losses, obviously. And, and they, as you know, this game goes back years and years. This is, a, this is a, an angry game every time they meet. Yeah, that's right. That's right, as it should be. Yeah, uh, the, the Browns hanging in there. I my guys, you, you, <laughs> they're guys, my guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seven and three, and you watch them. I guess there is a win ugly, but it's still a win, and and they're in second place in this in this division and looking pretty good. They do throughout the rest of the conference, even with the Chiefs at nine and one. Well, I think Ron, you know, defensively they're playing real well. They're back to rushing the foot. They're getting better again at running the ball. For a while there, they took a Dixie on it. You know, they went south on their running game, and they've gotten back to it. And they're they're rushing the football way way better than what they were. And at this time of year, at home particularly, you they need to be able to do that with the weather conditions. But the yeah. quarterback now, as you know, I'm a fan of his. I I think he is 
settled into that one of 11 and gotten away from the 10 plus one thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's definitely true. And uh, the AFC West, while I'm here, the Raiders now six and four, Broncos four and six, Chargers three and seven. Uh, Herbert Herbert had a nice win this week, and it was against the Jets. I know, I know. But at this point, for Anthony Lynn, you'll take all wins, as they say. Yes, no question. Yeah, yeah. They they need to step up again. I know they've got a lot of uh, people injured. Here's here's the other thing about the backs. If we can rewind just for a second, Ron. Yeah. You know they lost left tackle in that first play of the game. They lost the center. Then they lost the backup center in the game. Yeah. So, you know, one of the struggles that he had, you know, they have three starters basically out of the game. And they had they had to move the guard into center. So now you've got two new guys. You've got only two offensive linemen that really kind of know what's going on. And I think that affected it to some extent, particularly trying to rush the football. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Definitely. So moving on, looking at the rest of the games this week, uh, the Giants, Bengals, you know, again, no, no Joe Burrow. The Chargers will go back to Buffalo. Could be a blizzard back there. You never know. But uh, the biggest blizzard will be taking on a pretty good Buffalo Bills team and a young Chargers team and a young quarterback. And Buffalo's rested. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. Right. Yeah, right. That, that's a that's – a, like they say, that's sledding uphill, that one. <laughs> sledding uphill. Why do I think that the Raiders are going to go back to Atlanta and struggle? I think this last loss to Kansas City was a big letdown. And to me, this is where coaching really comes into play because by all means, you are better than the three and seven Falcons as many times as, uh, as Matty Ice got sacked last week. But yet it's a long trip. You've had a letdown. I've seen these type of games go sour for the better team. They're committed to run the football. I'm talking about the Raiders. They're committed to run the football and running it well. And I think when you do that, I, I think it kind of evens out a lot of other factors. And against a, a, a defense that's really struggling, really struggling. And, and of course, Carr has, has not had a bad game, in my opinion. He's played, he's been very consistent, 70% passer. I don't think they're going to stub their toe down there. I think they'll go down there and uh, and really get better down there. I, th- I think the Raiders right now are – each week they've gotten better whether they won or not, and they've mm-hmm. been impressive to me in that respect. I, I don't think they're going to stub their toe down there. I think they're going to go down there and light them up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll – We'll see. 49ers going in to take the Rams. Uh, now let's run this one back here. The 49ers beat the Rams earlier in the year. That was a surprise victory. Uh, really, a, a, a shouldn't have happened for the Rams. But you know, you get what you you, you get in this business. So I, I don't I don't see the 49ers doing much in LA this, this time around, but we'll see. I think what they did, you know, you and I talked about at the time is the 49ers went in there and changed up on defense. Some things it, it confused them a little bit. They weren't going to let them get, you know, run the ball. You know, they had, uh, they went to that five down look, you know, like New England did, which everybody's tried to do with them now. But yeah. when you do that, of course, it, it, most of the time it causes you to play man to co- man coverage and Cooper cup. You're not going to cover him. He's just too good inside. And, yeah. you know, it's, I think they'll do a good job on defense, but they're just not going to score any points. Yeah. Chicago and Green Bay. That, that's one for the ages now. I, I got a chance of playing that one a few times. And 
Boy, that's a fun one. That one will be in Green Bay in a game that at five and five, the Bears desperately need. Yeah, the, the desperation is going to continue uh, the next week, too, because <laughs> they uh, yeah. they are probably the most inept offense I've seen in many, many years. Um, and not so much by what they do. There's just no personnel. Who's their running back? Converted receiver, yeah. right? He right. also returns yeah. kicks. The offensive line is awful. Yeah. Not not bad. They're just awful. Uh, receivers are, are decent, and they, they have a quarterback. Who are they going to play, right? So yeah. they're just – they're not struggling. They're just trying to get uh, light a match in a dark room. They're, they're, there's no light. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they lost Cohen early in the year. They're, they're running back and that they've been searching ever since. Seems like Corderell Patterson has been Mr. Everything. He's Mr. Wildcat. He's a running back. He's the fullback. He's the kick returner. He's uh, I hope he's got a clause in his contract for, for extra positions played because he should, he should right. get a big chunk come new year but Matt Nagy each week it's it's like who are you trying to be this week Matt you know and I, I just yeah. Yeah, right. you know I know I know when I look at every team offensively I kind of know what they're doing and what they're trying to do and how creative they're I don't know what they are you know they're just different every week and, that, and that's that's hard on players yeah Seattle going to Philadelphia now I, I, again this is another one of these games where Seattle to me is just bad enough and has struggled just enough to go back there and struggle some more. But at three, six, and one, the Eagles may be playing some of the ugliest football I've ever seen in my life. They can't protect Wentz. They just can't, you know. Yeah. I don't know if there's a quarterback in the league that's been hit more than he's been hit. You know, they just right. can't protect him. And when that happens, you know, he feels like uh he's got to make throws he shouldn't make and things go south quick. And as that inept as Seattle's been on defense, they're on the mend as of last week. If their front will play like they did last week, then I think Seattle will get better back there. But if they can protect Wentz against that Seattle defense, then they got a chance. I'm not sure they can do that. Yeah. Hey, Mike, who do you like a rookie of the year? There's, there's a couple kids out there. And, and I, I'm careful with this because every time you talk rookie of the year, there's a tendency to favor the the the, the skill position guys. Yeah. I, I hate that word skill position. I, I promised myself I'd never said and I said don't do that. I meant uh, perimeter position guys and quarterback. Right. It's a DB. It's a receiver. It's a running back. It, they, but you know, and I don't want to discount some of the linemen and D linemen and linebackers and things like that. But that being said, I'm going to give you mainly receivers. <laughs> so Justin Jefferson with Minnesota. I like him. Uh, Herbert. You know, he's setting some records. CeeDee Lamb, you're talking about one of his catches. Uh, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, kid from Kansas City, is there. Chase Claypool, Chase Young. I don't know how much, you know, he's really done for that team. But, you know. Well, I think I, I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and or Herbert. Uh, those mm -hmm. are the two guys that I would like for that. And what Herbert's done, I don't know if anybody's ever done the league before, you know, the touchdowns and – yeah. He's been pretty incredible. Um, that's a great player on, you know, on the come, so to speak. And and to impact a team that's won a Super Bowl in a positive way as a rookie is unheard of. And that's what Clyde has done up at Kansas City. So you can impact a bad team. And Herbert's really a good player, and they're a bad team. And he's really impact. But to impact a really good team like Kansas yeah. City, where where people take notice of who you are as a rookie, that's unusual. And I, I would kind of give him the edge in that deal. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. 
Um, some new positives in COVID, since we were just talking about Dallas and the emergency shutting down of the system of their, their practice uh, for, for this week early on anyways. Um, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, the two running backs um, for Baltimore, uh, they're, they're, they're out. They're out versus Pittsburgh. So Oh, you know, that, I, did, that I can, didn't realize. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that, can, that could be big. That could definitely be big. And I, I don't, I, you know, this, I, I can't get my head around the COVID thing as the country can't. It just seems to strike without warning in different places. We're seeing facilities, NFL facilities shut down for a day or two, uh, you know, for without notice. So who knows what's kind of, what kind of impact that's going to have for Baltimore. Can't, can't be helpful going up against that team. No. And also for, for Minnesota, Mike, Adam Thielen, Thielen, Thielen is on man. the reserve COVID list. Yeah. So yeah, that, that that's out. a heartbreaker for them. That really kind of um, takes a air out of their sails, so to speak. He was such a integral part. He is still, but you know, I think they're doing the best they can with it, Ron. I do. I think they're handling it right, and they get him back. But you just move on, and like you said, if you're on the roster, you're on the roster for a reason. It's just a, a you know, a reason for another guy to step up and and be a good player. Yeah, yeah. I left out one team, Mike, in this this week's games, uh, Kansas City. Big win against the Raiders, uh, division win. Now they're going to the other side of the country, taking on the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Brady could drop two straight here. Easy. He could. You know, hopefully the left tackle's ankle isn't as bad as, as what it looked and they'll yeah. get the center back. And yeah. if they can get those offensive linemen back, because I really like that receiver crew. You know, they're, they're so talented, but there's I just see him holding the ball like he's confused so much, and and I don't like that. I, you know, I don't know whether it's a game plan or he's not familiar with it, or they're just not doing a good job. But you, you know, when he's doing that, you got to have somebody up there protecting you, and they're they're weak there right now. Hopefully, if they get better in the offensive line, it'll be a fun game to watch. Before we say goodbye, I texted you last night when it happened because I can't understand it. Why does Brady continue to try to take people deep using? Uh, the other receiver, the, meaning the receiver who's not uh, Antonio Brown, who's got all of the speed in the world, and he's not, he's not on Jalen uh, Jalen Ramsey. It, it happened twice last night. I I don't understand it. Yeah, you know the one he had him, and he just underthrew it, and he threw it out of bounds, which was a terrible throw, and he had time to throw it. It was just a bad throw. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, other than uh, maybe he's got a lot of reps in and has a feel for his speed when he throws. I really don't know. I, I can't explain it. Um, I don't, I, I just don't know. Yeah. You know, the other thing about there are good, there are good long ball runners and there's guys that are not so good and, and it frustrates quarterbacks. And by that, I mean this, a lot of times fast is really fast receivers will take off. And if the corners in the way, instead of moving them and getting outside, they'll just go inside and never really get back out again. Yeah. And they don't realize they're doing that. And that's frustrating because you can't throw because of safety. But see, he did something in the game last night and they mentioned it and they were right about this. You know, that safety came over on that deep ball mm-hmm. that he threw, right? And should have had it picked and bounced off his chest. He came back and looked at that. It was into the boundary too and looked at the receiver all the way. Didn't hold off the safety with his eyes. And now this is yeah. perhaps the best quarterback to ever play. How, why would you do that? I, yeah. So there's some things happening with him. You're going, what? You know, yeah. and and they were right when they were criticizing him. He should have 
held that safety off with his eyes because clearly it was a three deep zone and then thrown it out yeah. there. But no, he came out and just, you know, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. It had been and picked. It, yeah. And in spite of all that, it, it was still a pretty tight game. Yeah. And they, they, they came down to the last possession. So we'll see. Uh, looks so far like the Rams are pretty strong, but they, like they say, they got to finish out the season. They got to play it out. Yeah, don't forget Green Bay. That's a team that's always right. going to be there with Aaron Rodgers. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. All right, Mike. Hey, Zoom is pretty fun, man. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> this is nice. You know, I get a chance to see you now. Yeah, right. It, yep. I agree. All right. Let's run it fun. again. We'll see you next week, folks. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Martz, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. It's now time to turn the mic around and hear from you, our listeners. Got a question for me or the coach? Just send us an email at runitagainpod at gmail.com or leave a comment on social media at runitagainpod. Be sure to join us next Tuesday as we answer some of those email and social media questions, and we'll discuss the candidates for the NFL Rookie of the Year. Don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and make sure you hit that subscribe button. Remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. Be safe and stay healthy, everyone. Run it again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.